0: Dear human being, first of all, welcome. This podcast is for you. It is for everyone. We hope everyone does find their share and that you find a couple of stories that you can resonate with and reflect on. Here, you will hear informal interviews and wonderful stories. It's basically a compilation of stories, stories told under the caring eye of the moon and sun. We share nothing but the real, nothing but the raw truth. Feel free to hit us up on We Are All Flawed on Instagram to share your story and share your recommendations. Hi, hello, today I have the pleasure to have Yannick on here, who is a golfer. So Yannick, if you may, please um, just give us a brief description of yourself and how you got into golf.
1: Hi, so I'm Yannick. Uh, I play golf. I've been playing golf for about 12 years now. Uh, I'm currently 21 years old, turning 22 in a couple of months. And I really started golf as I said, 12 years ago, we went to the States with my family and my sister, went to a little trip, I rented a caravan and went to camping between Canada and Maine. And during one of the stops, actually, we stopped in a, somewhere where they had a range, a practice range where you could hit balls, play golf, etc. And at the time, I wanted to go and I asked my mom if I could go and try it out. But she said I was too young and I could only go to the min golf course, to the puck, puck course. I was right next to it. So I was a little bit disappointed and thankfully though, when we came back a couple of weeks later, uh, they offered me a golf lesson to try it out at home. And basically since then I started and I got hooked and now I'm pretty much trying to turn pro. I've been uh, in a boarding school playing golf uh, for my high school. And after my graduation, I went to the United States where I did two and a half years as a university uh, sports player on the golf team over there. And since then, I've been back home, uh, practicing, working every day uh, to be able to perfect my game and try out to be a professional player.
0: So back home is in France, right?
1: Back home is currently in France, yes.
0: And so you said over the past 12 years, so you started... uh, you learned about golf in the States and that's where you really got into it. Um, Did you, over the years playing in the States and in France and maybe in other countries, did you see a difference in how people are or how hard maybe it is to become pro in one country more than another?
1: So the mentality is the most part, which is totally different uh, from Europe. I would say more than France, it's basically Europe and the USA. Uh, In the USA, they're more focused really on the result and trying to, uh, don't focus that much on what you do technically, but just focus on what happens after with uh, whatever the ball is doing, etc. And also as the courses, the golf courses are totally different in the States, where they're in Europe, uh, you have a totally different playing style, I would say. In USA, they have more space, so they have longer and wider golf courses. You have to be stronger, hit further away, whereas in Europe, it is smaller and shorter because there's less space. So you have to be more accurate, and that's basically the biggest difference I would take out of it. And uh, once I did the transition, when I went to university over there, uh, it's really when I started hitting up the gym in the morning, and we went every morning at 6 a.m., trying to get as much strength in our bodies and try to get everything we could out of it. And that's one thing I took from over there and, took back for me back home really that conditioning and that mental piece where you just focus on the result 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 and try to improve that you figure out the way how to do it in the process but it's more streamlined whereas in europe it would be like more focused on specific little details trying to perfect something that is unperfectable
0: mm-hmm. so um, it's interesting because the way you talk about it and the way that's a lot of people view golf as very different. Um, I can imagine that if you tell people that you play golf, there's a lot of people that, for example, say that it's not even a sport. So I just wanted to touch base uh, on it with you and maybe check how what returns people gave you when you, asked, uh, when you told them you were playing golf.
1: A lot of people say it's not a sport because they don't really know golf, I would say. Uh, more and more people are getting into golf, uh, seeing as it's becoming bigger and bigger sport uh, there's a lot of new athletes that are coming in and a lot of new players that are attracting younger people as they're young themselves and they're attracting new crowds that would uh, be more getting into golf as well and a lot of people have the misconception that it's not a sport because they think oh you're just walking hitting a ball there's no effort into it and they might be true but as every sport at a high level there is physical part and mental part it's just that in golf the mental part is way more important than the physical part even though both parts are here i would say in golf you have probably 60 to 65 percent of mental which is the most important and then the rest is all technical physical etc etc you still have to work out you still have to train you still have to do everything because when you're out there and you staying out for four to five hours plus the warm up plus everything afterwards, and ends up being around six to seven hours uh, and you have a lot of stress, a lot of fatigue, even if it 's only your mind working at the end of the day, you are completely drowned uh, in uh, fatigue, and you understand how it actually is a sport and I believe that. Nowadays, you can really see it because a lot of players have been trying to improve physically and since COVID hit, a lot of players use that separate time without tournaments to improve solely on the physique part and all the strength. And that's where you see that all the players have been getting more, more big, more, uh, have more power and it makes it a lot easier. So you know that it is a big part of the sport.
0: Okay, yeah, it's really interesting and um, so you would also say that for example it's a sport that's more inwards and played with yourself because for example you don't have any teammates?
1: You would think so but at the same time you have uh, at a certain level you need to and it's obligatory to have a caddy that is always there to help you so at the end not as other sports they're recognized like for rally you have the driver and the Mm co-pilot or for like motorsports, you have the team and the pilot. For golf, you have the caddy and the player, but often the caddy is not really recognized, which honestly, I think you take any pro player and you let him play without a caddy, he's not the same, he can't play as well because the caddy is also a big part in the play. So you think it is a sport that you play alone, but not at all, you have a lot of people that are around you so first of all the first person you're in contact is going to be your caddy mm-hmm. you have your swing coach you have your strengths coach you have your mental coach and everybody's following you around and uh it's really more like a team a lot of people don't see the people around you even though there's a lot of people and at the end you don't feel like you're alone once you're on the course you have to make decisions of course that are truly from yourself but you worked on them you did all your research all your work and training and you know what to do so at the end it's just like getting everybody together to understand and to work on what you need to Mm -hmm. to be able to perfect and uh enjoy and show all your talent
0: okay and so you were talking about mental and before you were saying that it's for you maybe 65 percent mental and the rest is physical um so you've had a mental coach, how has that worked out? Do you have just one or do you have to try them out to really see which one fits you?
1: I would say that uh, for a lot of people around you, you have to be really in uh, some kind of a flow with them. You have to have good contact. And that's why it's important to sometimes just if you don't like somebody and it's not really working, then it's not like useful to waste your time with them. Because you may might find somebody else that might not be as good, but as you feel better with them, it might work better out. So that's why it's really important to find the right person. Personally I had, uh, I think, three or four different mental coaches, mm-hmm. right now I'm on my third or fourth, uh, and the first one was really great, but there was, it was a good connection, but nothing more than that. Afterwards, as I went to the States, I had to find someone over there, and it was a bit tough uh, Because I didn't really have a connection as it was a different culture and it's just never happened Mm -hmm. and Since I'm back here in France. I found someone that is uh, I think really really good and I had a great connection with him and everything worked out and so far In the last results I had, I've seen a lot of progress and improvement Mm -hmm. from before, from all the work we did together. And I think, uh, personally, I found the right person for me. So that's one thing, if you are looking for someone, keep looking, because there's someone out there that is right for you. And you know it once you get it, so just keep looking. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, especially because sometimes um we might see, or you might see, some golfers that are maybe not that happy with their games. So I've heard some people breaking their, their golf clubs, for example. Um, I just wanted to know how you stand on that, if your emotions um, tend to take it away, or how people around you feel if they maybe didn't play the best game.
1: I think on that, everybody's different. Everybody has different emotions, express them a different way uh i don't really get i would say angry on the course when i have a bad day or a bad couple shots couple holes i tend to get more frustrated and uh, trying to figure out the problem fixing it but still not getting good results that's when it's getting either for me frustrating or some people get angry about it and that's i think why you see a lot of different reactions to it of people being basically frustrated Uh, frustrated or just more aggressive. And that's how they grew up, how they've been living their lives. And that's why however you live your life, however you are in day-to-day basis really shows afterwards once you're in a certain type of situation on the golf course. And that's when you see different characters. And that's why some people tend to break clubs, yell or shout or do whatever. And some are more calm. And that's what you can see as well on TV with pros, They are not all the same. Some of them are quite calm. Some of them talk a lot. Some of them rage. Everything can happen.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting because that's when you see how people react to maybe not having the best day playing golf. Um, so we talked about you needing a lot of people behind you because sport is not just an individual game, but you have to really think about everything that happens and correct certain things, even micro millimeters in your swing, for example. Um, do you have something in mind that comes to mind if like some something that helps you progress a lot?
1: There's always new improvements you can make. You can always progress more and more. Uh, I think... What you need to do is uh, to be able to progress the most. Golf is all about confidence. Once you're in a good, you don't need to have a great swing, you don't need to have the best distance or anything. As long as you're confident and you know what your game does, that's all that matters, honestly. And that's why it's really important that uh, you, when you prepare a tournament, when you prepare an event or something, you got to go into it with a mental state of really Aggressive winner Uh, if you don't there's no point of going because you are not confident enough to be able to play your best game and Often enough people just go and try to make something out of it and saying oh if it happens it happens But if you say that you're never gonna get to a high level. Mm -hmm. That's why you always got to go into it as aggressive as you can within the limits obviously Mm -hmm. and just be as confident as possible even knowing if there is something you cannot do or this so or that, you adapt yourself to the situation and you just figure something else out that works for you that you know you can do and just do that instead.
0: That's interesting. And you have... You've had that mindset from the start or is there someone that just inspired you, an inspiration, someone playing golf that made you think this way or did you from the start think of golf as it is? Uh, as you at first,
1: I would say it was just for me, uh, just a game I would enjoy and relax and I would imagine myself uh, later in the years being able to play professionally and just enjoying and having fun. And I think as you grow and as you age, there's a lot of uh, experience that comes with it, all the terms you had and everything, and you understand that it's completely different. And then you realize that the guys you look up to when they're pros when you're a kid, the guys I looked up to, you understand that sometimes they don't really enjoy being there. Mm. But at the end of the day, they still do. It's just, it's really tough. They have to do a lot of sacrifices. They have to do a lot of other things, mistakes. Everything can happen. But at the end of the day, they're still there. And they wouldn't be there if they didn't like to do it. Uh, There's people that are really talented and they don't like doing it. That's why they're not there. Mm -hmm. They could be number one in the world, but they don't do it. And that's, I think, the key difference in between the best players in the world or the top 100 best players in the world and every other player that doesn't reach that goal. At the end of the day, it's just being able to enjoy it and still having enough will to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to get there.
0: Mm -hmm. And so talking about sacrifices, um, what are some that you, for example, recently have done? What have you sacrificed? Is it more less less partying, more taking care of your body and going to the gym, even if you don't want to that morning? Or
1: I think for me, the biggest improvement was in the last couple of months physically. Uh, I've been trying to work out as much as possible when I have the time. Even though at the end of the day, when I wake up, I go to the gym uh, at 8, I come back at 10, I eat and I go straight to golf. So I don't really have time to do anything else. When I come back, I come back at 7, 8 and then it's already time for dinner. And then usually you're pretty tired. So you already go to bed straight away or just do something, a little thing. But that's pretty much it. So you don't really have that much time to do something else. Uh, From time to time, you take one or two days a week off. Uh, Personally, I'd like to take only one. After tournaments, maybe one or two because you're a little bit more tired. Uh, But at the end of the day, you still have to work out properly, train. If you don't do that, you won't get any results. And you just have to do all that together. If you do only one part, it doesn't matter. It won't work out. You have to do everything right. And that basically takes up everything you have during the week.
0: Mm Okay, but I must imagine you, can, you, ha- you still have some anecdotes to tell about golf, right? Like your time at golf, you have maybe some funny stories or some... I don't know, it must be fun still because you might... You have either your coach or your caddy or friends that you go and play with, right?
1: Yeah, of course, we... As you grow up and especially here in the south of France, you basically know everybody from tournaments here and there, from the golf courses, because you travel a lot, you do a lot of tournaments. And as you grow, you get to know more people and then you come, become friends, get closer, et cetera, et cetera. And every time I go back in tournament, when it's close by, every person I see, I basically kind of know them either by vision or we actually play together. We talked, we're friends, etc., etc. et cetera. And about that, we were, I think it was two, three or four years ago. We were on a tournament in South France with some friends and our coach and we were just chipping around on the chipping green and my coach was 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 chipping around. Was chipping around. What is it? Uh, so chipping is when you're next to the green. The green is a flat surface where resides the hole. It is basically where it's the grass the most cut, shortest. And chipping is when you're close by and you just have a club and you try to chip it basically, which is the word for hitting the ball as close to the pin as possible. So we were just chipping around the green and one of my friends was with a coach and he was doing a certain type of chip because there's different types. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately on that occasion, uh, he ended up blading the ball, which is when you hit the club face straight Mm -hmm. on with the edge, Mm -hmm. and the ball basically just goes flying straight away. (laughs) And it went uh, over some bushes and straight into the parking lot. (laughs) And we heard a big bang and everybody was like, what happened? What happened? And we didn't know. And my friend was uh, kind of shocked because he didn't know what happened, so we go around the trees and we just see the ball lying in the middle of a windshield of a car. Everything shattered, everything (laughs) broken. And thank God, like uh, we had insurance because when you play golf, you need to have a license and you're insured. Uh, As we saw that, obviously he reported it. He went to Clubhouse, he reported it. And it turned out actually that the car was one of the marshals, one of the referee's car that was there for the tournament. But he wasn't mad because we came and everything. But yeah, it's just a funny anecdote that even though you're at a high level and everything, anything can happen and you just got to keep focused at any point in time, even though right. you're just playing around. Uh, but at the same time you're still having a good time cause you're with your friends. Uh, you get to know a lot of people, uh, you travel a lot as well, which I like and you're able to enjoy good companies cause usually a lot of golf players are really great people, good minded people uh, that are really enjoyable to be around.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Nice, maybe I will try and start golf, even if it's a bit late. <laughs> um, no, I just to finish off, I wanted to see where, maybe ask if you know where you would like to be in the next five years, talking about uh, golf or if it's something else or what you have in mind.
1: Yeah, so for me in golf, uh, I feel like currently I'm at a point where if I don't put myself 100% into it, Nothing will come out of it because I'm already I'd say pretty old for What type of level I want to be at usually golf players are getting turning pro at my age or a bit earlier and unfortunately as I had a lot of problems I had injuries and everything everything got delayed and uh, so that's why I'm a bit late, but I'm practicing and training towards turning pro and hopefully by the end of the year or next year i'll be able to uh, get a card on the tour turn pro and hopefully in five years i'll end up i think not on the first division because that's a bit trickier yeah uh it's a bit i wouldn't say tricky I, i would say um it's too soon it's too uh the objective is too big for the I would be too greedy to say Mm -hmm. that it would be more the second division and just being able to get there and start living comfortably and just like earning my money back that I put into it and uh, being on the way to go on the first division because I think in five years if I'm there, which I will be, uh, I'll be able to then in one or two years later turn into the first division which is now the Dubai class, no, the, I don't know, the, either the PGA tour or the mm-hmm. old European tour, which is now the DP world tour. And uh, hopefully then I'll be able to enjoy everything I always wanted to do and uh, everything I wanted to participate in, mm-hmm. which is the biggest tournaments next to the best players and try to prove myself and uh, also enjoy playing it and Competing against the best in the world.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't wait to see you there. See you in five years. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, yeah. (laughs) And just one last question because we want to link this to the people listening. Um, There are certain qualities that you have from golf. For example, you have maybe a higher self confidence. Um, What would you say to people that maybe don't play the sport about those qualities that you have, or what qualities are they?
1: So I would say that. When you play golf, you kind of uh, look into what you do, how you done it, because a lot of people that go into golf, they won't end up at a very high level, I'd say. It's mostly your average person that goes once or twice a week to the golf course, hits balls, enjoys it, sometimes goes with friends, have a couple beers or whatever, and enjoys around. And those people usually get out of it just a relaxing time uh, a time where you can go away from a bit everything and just enjoy because it's it takes a little bit of time it takes usually either a full day or half day to be able to get out and that's why it is really helpful to use that time as a way to relax enjoy yourself and for us in a higher level it I think it really helps us uh, get to more focus in an everyday basis on maybe tasks you have to do because you really understand of all the mental capacity the body is able to deliver and all the the stuff you need to do is going to be easier to do because you don't have as much stress because golf is a lot of stress. So you won't have as much, cause you're like, oh, that's easy. So it's easier. And that's, as you said, your confidence is gonna be greater as well. And that's why I think golf is really good uh, for a lot of different types of applications. Uh, either if you wanna play on a amateur level, on a good amateur level, or on a professional semi-professional level, you can always get good things out of it that would help you on an everyday basis. And I think for me as well, it just helped me to get a state of mind where you not only focus on one single thing, but you try to overlook the bigger picture. And when you try to resolve problems, you look at every different angle as you would on a golf course to try to find the best way you could resolve that and get the fastest way and the best way to a good resolution.
0: Mm, nice, that's really interesting. Well, thank you. Even more reason for me to actually get to golf one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, do you have any other question? No, um, any other things you wanted to talk about or something you wanted to tell? If,
1: if anybody who's listening uh, really enjoyed it or would want to start playing golf, uh, you could always just try look it up on the internet, try to find a golf course, and just go out and ask how it works, what you can do to get into it, and et cetera, or just Google it, or look into it, how you can do it, because I think a lot of people don't really know it that much, but once you do and once you get into it, you get hooked to it. There's two different types of people. People who tried it, and they're like, "Mm, it's fun, but it's not my thing. And people who try it, and they're like, oh, it's the best thing ever. I want to keep doing it, it's going to be my new hobby, and I want to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: only do that. So that's why, if you haven't tried it, give it a shot. You may not like it, and you may like it. So it's always uh, useful, because you never know what's going to happen. Mm
0: -hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you, Yannick, And see you in five years, when you're in League One. Yeah, thank you.